welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk. This is like the fifth time I have tried to start recording this podcast, but I don't seem to be able to get my words out, which is nothing abnormal apparently for this podcast. As you all know, if you're lengthy listeners, you know I do struggle getting my words out these days since having a baby. Anyway, I think this is the last episode before Christmas. Um, I am enjoying having a break, not from the podcast, I love the podcast, but enjoying really embracing uh, Christmas and being surrounded by family, which hopefully means surrounded by people who want to look after Amandine, (laughs) so I can have hands and do normal things and maybe even take a bath, which would be really nice. So for Christmas we are headed down, well I am headed down to my mum's house with my sister, Um, Hendrik is working unfortunately, he's working on, um, well he's working over Christmas, and he's got Boxing Day off which will be really nice, so we'll be able to hang out on Boxing Day. And then he's working over New Year as well, so it's a bit shitty, but it does mean I get to spend lots of time with my mum and also with my sister, Auntie Michelle, which it's actually her birthday today. So if anyone's listening and they know my sister, it's her birthday. So I am just listening to A Crying Baby, which happened, didn't this happen last week? The minute I pressed record on the podcast, she woke up and started crying. So I put her on my boob. Let's Fingers crossed she'll go back to sleep. We're trying to start the whole putting baby down when she's asleep. Now, Amandine falls asleep on my boob all the time, so that's actually quite challenging for us to do that. Um, But if she does wake up, I try and leave her there and just say night-night or nap time, and then I'll walk away. And in the mornings when she wakes up, I've tried to let her just play and look around and for as long as possible so she gets used to just being in the cot by herself knowing that she's safe and happy um she is actually still in our snooze pod next to the bed at the moment I don't want to confuse anyone by saying she's in a cot because she's not she's in a cot for her naps and that is it at the moment um but yeah she is just napping now she's napping about an hour earlier than what she normally does I've I've been, Nikki, um, my friend Nikki gave me a bunch, she was actually on the podcast ages ago, um, so take a listen, she and she gave birth to her son a couple of days after Amandine, um, she gave me some great advice to try and put her to bed um, awake and to maybe let her cry just a teeny tiny bit but also to listen um, or pay attention more attention to their wake times because I've been paying attention to nap times now Nikki said pay attention to wake times because when they wake up then calculate maybe like an hour and a half to two hours depending what time of day it is of their awake time and then that's normally when they'll start to get sleepy and you've got to try catch it so since I've been doing that and figuring okay well she's been awake so this morning she woke up at seven and that's why she went down at about nine thirty because she'd been awake for about two and a half hours which is a bit longer than I would have liked but I really wanted to wait until she looked super sleepy so I fed her and then she literally fell asleep on my boob and I put her down and now she is, I'm praying, going to go back to sleep. But I can see eyeball. <laughs> I can definitely see eyeball. My baby monitor is off. But I, but you know when, if, if you have a baby, you'll know this, when they start crying, it kind of bounces all the way up into the red and then goes back into green and then bounces all the way back into red. I made Hendrik a roast chicken last night. 
and I really wanted us to just have a really lovely evening. And I put Amandine down before he got home. He got home. And as we sat down, <laughs> she woke up. And I just kept seeing this damn baby monitor bouncing into red. And then she'd go quiet and it would be green again and then bounce back into red. So we've started to set a timer when she kind of starts to cry. We set it for eight minutes. And if we can handle eight minutes of grizzly crying, not flat out crying, she's flat out crying. I can't, I can't do that. Um, but if she's grizzly crying, then um, we give it eight minutes and then we go in. But I, because eight minutes is basically all we can handle. <laughs> But sometimes she's been doing eight minutes and by the time it gets to six minutes, she will stop crying and settle down and then she'll start up again five minutes later. So we reset the timer for eight minutes. It's quite funny, actually. Um, but yeah, give it a try if you're at that stage. I don't really believe in letting your babies cry, but sometimes I have no other option. I just, I have no other option. She won't go to sleep. She won't go to sleep if I'm rocking her. She won't go to sleep if I'm feeding her. And I know she's exhausted and overtired. So I have no option other than to put her down or just hold her. Yesterday, to make her nap a lot longer, I did pick her up and she fell asleep back on me and she fell asleep on me for like two hours. But I am also aware that these lovely cuddly times don't last forever and I realised the other week, I was like, oh my word, Amandine hasn't fallen asleep on me in such a long time because every time she falls asleep I just put her straight down to try and get her used to her cot and get her used to just being by herself, um, sleeping. So I... I'm now enjoying letting her sleep on me again because I don't want to miss out on all that lovely snuggle time with a newborn and I mean she is just not a newborn anymore she is growing so much it's ridiculous I think she kind of goes through stages where she's super cute and looks totally in proportion and then she'll have a growth spurt and her head will get really big and then she'll kind of like, it's almost like two days later, she will catch up and then she'll be really, really cute again. And then, then her head will be big again. Sorry, she's crying quite a lot, actually. I am just going to press pause and go and try and settle her just because she's been asleep for like 15 minutes. Oh no, hang on. She's maybe resettling. I'll give it a few more minutes. Otherwise, I'm not really playing to my own rules, am I? I'm telling you what we're doing and then I'm not actually doing it myself. Okay, Emma, leave it. Don't go, don't go. Oh, it's the hardest thing ever. It is the hardest thing ever. Okay, so what did I want to actually talk to you about on this podcast? I have had a few questions in, but I think I'm really starting to answer all of your questions now. So there aren't as many to answer off in every podcast. And yes, I still haven't got a guest on. I'm really sorry. I'm hoping to... I've sent out some emails this morning to really just kick my bum into gear um, but it's really difficult to find a time to Skype um, talk with people. I know I spoke about this on the podcast last week, but it's really challenging um, where I know that Amandine's either going to be asleep because she doesn't nap for longer than like 35 minutes anymore. Um, and as you know, when I interview people, it kind of runs into more like an hour, hour and a half. So unless Hendrik's home and he can take care of but then if Hendrik's home, I really want to be spending time as a family rather than recording the podcast. So it's... Um, yeah, it's quite challenging to find time, but please bear with me, and I really value you guys listening. I, I love that you guys listen so much, and there are more and more of you listening every single week, which is awesome, um, and totally unexpected. <laughs> um, but I think I think you 
you guys find it useful, so which is good. One thing I forgot to mention in my podcast last week is who knew that pooping in the bath was a thing? I did not know pooping in the bath was a thing until Amandine did it last week. I think she actually did it the day I recorded the podcast, but it slipped my mind. So I was just bathing here, and then all of a sudden I just see like this snake-looking thing emerging from between her legs. It was ridiculous. And it just... You know how when you have a poop in a diaper, it just goes absolutely everywhere? But it didn't. It stayed kind of really (laughs) poop-shaped. It was amazing. It was amazing. So who knew pooping in the bath was a thing? Um... Talking about poop, I went into town yesterday just to run some really quick errands. I parked in this place where you can only park for an hour because I thought, oh yeah, hour will be fine, no problem. As I was parking up, and it was quite difficult to find parking at this time of year in Exeter, as I was parking up, I just hear like this bubbling sensation. (laughs) And she's doing a big old poo just as we arrive, and she is in the most unpoo-friendly clothes. So my friend Annie bought me um the most beautiful dungarees um but they don't have any bottom opening so you have to take them off from the shoulders so if they're wearing a jumper over the top you've got to take the jumper off then you've got to take the straps off and then pull them down um so they're not the easiest to get off um and of course she was wearing those of course um right I really am gonna have to go I think and sort my baby one moment I'll be back well, that little one does not want to go to sleep, so I'm going to give it 10 more minutes. She's just kind of grizzling herself. She went to sleep in my arms, had to pick her up, which I know is a massive faux pas. I'm not meant to do it, but I had to pick her up so she didn't whine continually and completely lose it. Um, and now she's kind of attempting to settle herself. You may well be able to hear it. I'm sorry if you can. Um... And I just really hope she had does settle herself. She's done it a couple of times, but literally only a couple of times. So, and I know you're meant to do it, but I also really, really need her to nap. <laughs> We've got swimming this afternoon, and when she doesn't nap before swimming, it's she doesn't have as much fun. I mean, she still enjoys it, but she just doesn't have as much fun. I don't think if she doesn't um, nap properly before swimming. Anyway, I was talking about Pumageddon when I arrived in town. So yeah, she was not wearing these easy trousers to take off. So I got her out of the car and um, tried to think, okay, where's the best place to go and change a nappy? So I went to John Lewis, went up to the baby level where all the baby stuff is. Because naturally I thought there'll be a disabled loo there with a baby changing table because it's on the baby floor. No. I went into the disabled loo, um, or the only loo on that floor, and there was no changing table, which I found really surprising, actually. For I know you can go, like, one more level up, and there's a whole changing room, and there's a feeding room, and all sorts, but um, I didn't want to go all the way up there because I wanted to look at baby stuff as well. Anyway, so went to the disabled loo, put her changing mat on the floor, and just changed her on the floor, which is fine, right? But my goodness, that took, like, all of that took maybe 20 minutes of my car parking. (laughs) So I then had 40 minutes to rush around town and run the last couple of errands that I had to do. And then I went to go and see my friend for tea, which was very nice and have a little catch-up. So, yeah, there you go. There's Pumageddon's. Um, We also went to Exeter the other day for the Christmas Carol concert. 
We took Amandine to the Christmas Carol concert last week. We went last week, last year, we went to one, but it wasn't what we were expecting, so we actually left halfway through. Um, it was more of a... Well, there were the, you went... We didn't get to sing any carols, basically, and it wasn't... I don't think it was their carol service. It was more of a musical concert. Um, so I really wanted to make sure I went to the right one this year, <laughs> and we did, um, and we took her to it, and even though it started at seven, so technically it was well past her bedtime, she did really, really well, but she did like to make little squeaky happy noises, but squeaky happy noises when they did the quietest things, so like the organ solos, or, um, a singing solo, so I did have to get up once, take her to the back of the church, just to make sure she stayed quiet but I do I am so lucky because I do know that if I pick her up and I walk with her she will be quiet um she very rarely loses it completely in those scenarios although when my mum took her in the interval and to walk around the cathedral she did um lose it uh, but I think that's just because she was away from me and um daddy perhaps but she did really well. I was slightly concerned about the noise level in there and her ears, but luckily for me, I actually had a health visitor sitting behind us, and I asked her and I said, is this really bad for her ears? Should she be wearing those earmuff thingies? And she said, no, 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 so long as they, uh, so, not, so long as she's not distressed by any of it, it's absolutely fine. And she wasn't. The annoying thing for me was that she um, basically fell to sleep during all of the songs, and then she woke up when everyone clapped. Because you can imagine, I don't know how many people, but there must be a thousand people in that cathedral clapping at the same time. <laughs> it's quite loud. Um, I put my hands over her ears and she wore a hat as well because it was quite cold in there, so it was fine. I wasn't worried. Um, and during the songs that we got to sing, it was quite nice because I got to stand up and I could sway her from side to side and it was really lovely. Actually, one that was really funny is um, I was standing at the back of the church and then the congregation started singing Silent Night and Hendrik came to get me because he knows I really like that song. <laughs> it's my favourite Christmas song. And um, as I was walking down with the baby, everyone was singing the bit in the song that was about the holy infant, <laughs> so tender and mild. It was really funny. Um, I felt like I was, pro, pro uh, what's it called? Um, pro, pro, it's not procession. It is procession, but it's the singular version of that. Um, with the baby to the front of the cathedral, it was very funny. Very, very funny. Um... We did take the pram to the... If anyone's going to a carol concert, we did take the pram. She stayed in it all of five minutes. So uh, I think next time we do something like that, I'll probably just wear her. Um, I took it thinking, oh, maybe she'll go to sleep and I can just lie her down. But no, that never would have worked. Um, well, I was going to say something else about the cathedral, but I can't remember what I was going to say about it. Uh, maybe it'll come back to me. Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, I did find it quite stressful. Um, oh yes, that's what I was going to say. Mainly because I don't know what everyone's views are on breastfeeding in church or in the cathedral. Personally, I think it's one of the most natural things you could be doing and that's what um, God would want. However, I am sure that I not everyone shares that view with me. And I'm well aware that um, we're of a generation where breastfeeding is um, in public is a lot more accepted than it used to be um, and this is a huge sweeping generalisation but 
the older generation tend to go to cathedral go to go to the cathedral more than the younger generation. Anyway, so I did breastfeed in church, um, in the cathedral, and I just felt like, just because I was unsure of everyone's views on it, I really felt like everyone was watching me, and I felt everyone wasn't watching me at all, it just, they were just not, there was far more exciting things going on than watching me feed my baby, and I was doing it discreetly, I had a black jumper on with a black vest up underneath, um, so really, it looked like I was just holding her in the cradle position. There was no flesh out. Um, but, yeah, I was nervous. I was worried about what other people would think. Um, and I'd stupid... Well, not stupidly, but I'd booked tickets. Good tickets this time, because we were stuck right at the back along the sides last time. We couldn't see a thing. So this time I booked tickets on one of the ends um, on the centre section. So I had everyone on my right hand side. I feel like I felt like they could see me and were looking um, straight at me when I was feeding. I'm sure if you're listening, you've probably been in the same situation where you've just felt uncomfortable. And I don't blame the people in the cathedral for making me feel uncomfortable because I really don't think they did. It was a very personal thing. I was making myself feel uncomfortable. And every time I kept saying to Hendrik, and Hendrik was like, "My God, you're so stressed." Um, but I was like, yes, everyone's looking at me. And he was like, they're really not. They're really not looking at you, I promise. Anyway, he went to go and get chocolate in the interval <laughs> to help me deal with that stress. And my mum was really cute. She was also, she was like rocking me as I was rocking Amandine. It was quite funny, actually. Um, so that was it, really, on the carol concert. I'm sure you've been in the same situation. Hendrik and I have been on some massive walks this week. Um... We, we went on two, two and a half hour walks, accidentally two and a half hour walks, the, um, yeah, this week. We went to one down, so we did kind of a loop um, around Dawlish, so that there's a nature reserve kind of sandy peak opposite Exmouth. Um, so we did that, but we parked kind of down by Powderham Castle, and it took us, yeah, like two and a half hours. Um, and then the other one we did, what was the other walk we did? Oh yeah, it was from our house. We went all the way down to where the river is, um, outside of Ottery St Mary. Walked along the bank of the river to Tipton St John and then back up again. Um, and it took forever, like two and a half hours. And that's the most I've done since having her. And I was wearing her as well. And my goodness, by the time I got back, I was exhausted. But you're totally off whack when you do things like that. Because, don't know about you, but I'm wondering the minute I put her in, in the sling, she falls asleep. So she was asleep for two and a half hours, and then we get back, I'm knackered, and she's wide awake, ready to go, ready to party, and you're like, oh my gosh, we're so out of sync right now, um, so I have to hold on, but whenever she's napped, I've never managed to nap, because it's the only time that I actually get stuff done, um, and Hendrik's always saying, you should be napping right now, but I can never, I can never seem to just switch off and zone out. Um, oh, Hendrik's upstairs. I don't know if he's going to go and see our crying baby. Yes, I think he is. He's going to try and work some magic. Um, she won't. She won't fall asleep with him, unfortunately. Which is very unfortunate. Okay, exactly what I'm glad I've just seen this happen. Um, whilst I'm on the podcast, because I don't know if this happens to you, but if we leave her alone and she just grizzles, she'll just grizzle on kind of like a solid level. But if we go in. 
she will turn her grizzle into a flat-out cry. It's almost, it, she's almost not soothed by us going in. She'll then cry and be like, way, I'm going to let it rip <laughs> until they pick me up. Um, yeah, very frustrating. <laughs> so we're trying the whole, but I definitely think she's leaping for sure. Definitely think she's leaping for sure. She's meant to be leaping in, I think they say six more days, but I really think she hits her leaps early because this is definitely the sleep regression. I mean, it must be. If it's not the sleep regression, I am really in for it when she does regress. Um, but I feel like this is what we're dealing with at the moment. So yeah, I think and she's being really clingy, she's being really fussy. There's not one time where I can actually put her down in her chair and I've got to be there to entertain her or Hendrix got to be there to entertain her. Whereas before, you'd put her down in her chair and she'd just look around and she'd be really happy, just kind of, you know, happy gazing. On the bed this morning, she was just happy gazing around. But then during the day, she wants all the attention. She wants all the cuddles. Um, she wants to be played with. Yeah, she wants and she wants everything. I just saw something really random then <laughs> on the baby monitor. I thought one of her teddies was moving, but I think Hendrik must have <laughs> knocked it. That's quite funny. Anyway, um that's basically all I have to talk to you about this week. Um I have answered a question in there about the Carol concert. Someone did ask me how on earth did we go to the Carol concert, but I think I've answered that. So yeah, it's just going to be a really, really quick one for me this week because there's not that much to share with you and I don't want to bore you. Thank you all for listening. Um, I probably think that's going to be the last one before Christmas. Maybe I'll surprise you with one next week, but I don't want to promise one unless it, in case I can't upload it um, or in case the uploading's really uh really late but yes if anything happens um that I think oh yes that's definitely worthy of sharing I will do a podcast for you guys and then in the new year um I plan to be back so we'll take off in between Christmas and New Year and then in the new year um I plan to be back we are off to France in the new year so I should catch you all just before I go to France um but if you want to keep up to date on just little snippets of what's going on then please do follow me on Instagram, which is just Emma Jolin. I tend to post on my stories more than I post on my main page, just because I'm very aware. I don't want my main page to be all baby. <laughs> my stories is fine to be all baby, but not my main page. Oh yes, one question I had was about yoga. How's my yoga practice? My yoga practice doesn't exist right now. My yoga practice, okay, my yoga practice does exist. My asana-based practice doesn't exist. My yoga practice does um, in walking and just embracing life with a baby I think that's certainly my practice <laughs> right now so it ebbs and flows and changes oh Hendrik has decided that she no longer wants to nap so she is up and hopefully she'll nap again in about an hour and a half to an hour to two hours even um yeah so there there you go I'm not doing any asana based practice mainly because I just can't seem to fit it in in the day by the time I have a moment to do some asana based practice even if she was around and maybe on my mat with me I just want to sit on the sofa and eat chocolate and relax or I want to go outside and get some fresh air and go for a walk um or yeah that's a it just it just is non-existent right now um 
I still haven't tried, that was another question that's just popped into my mind. Have I tried the bottle again? No, I haven't tried the bottle again. I am still waiting for my breast pump. Um, I could use the Nature Bond, but I have to say it's not really working so much for me. Um, I'm not sure if I said this in my last podcast, but I now know the meaning of crying over spilt milk. It's true. <laughs> I was using the Nature Bond, Amandine kicked it off with her leg, and the milk went everywhere, and I have to say I was gutted. It doesn't take much effort, but you do have to be in the right mood to get milk, and I was just really gutted um, that I couldn't then practice using the bottle or try and give her the bottle. I'm also really worried about her gagging on the bottle. It's a very long teat. I know they pull your nipple into their mouth when they feed, but my oh my, it's a long teat when I go to put it in her mouth, and I can't for the life of me think that's going to be comfortable in her mouth. So I think maybe it requires someone else to give her the bottle because I just... I'm not really brave enough, I guess, to give her the bottle. <laughs> Plus, I love breastfeeding so much. And I, I don't... I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world if she didn't take the bottle. But I think Hendrik would really like to feed her. So we're going swimming this afternoon. And Hendrik really wants to take her. But it's the one thing I look forward to every week. It's not the one thing. I have other things. But I really look forward to it. So I'm, I, I know I really, really, really should let him take us swimming, but I really want to do it myself. <laughs> I really want to. So I need to struggle with that today and I think possibly be the bigger person and let him go in. Um, I don't know. I did ask our local, um, our nearest swimming pool is a place called Woodbury Park and Wood, Woodbury Park Golf and Country Club. I taught some yoga classes there last year, uh, this year, earlier this year, um, just as cover. And I asked what the membership would be. Oh my goodness, <laughs> they are so cheeky. I think they've recently changed hands. Um, but they charge £9 a month for your baby to be a member in addition to your membership. So I think for Hendrick and I it's £51 per person plus £9 a month for Amandine. Absolutely, I mean, I think it's ridiculous that they can charge £9 for an infant. I mean, she was like, the lady on the phone, very, very nice lady. I, They are a really lovely bunch up there, and I know that membership charges have nothing to do with the people that answer the phone. But <laughs> she was like, oh, your baby can go swimming whenever she wants. This was an off-peak membership, by the way. So this is Monday to Friday, 10 until 5, 9 until 5, which is fine for us. That works. Um... But yeah, she was like, your baby can go swimming whenever she likes. And I was like, what, by herself? <laughs> At three months old? <laughs> She'll only ever be going in with me. It's not like she's going to go up and use the gym and start lifting weights at three months old. Anyway, ridiculous. So I don't think we'll be doing that, but I do have a couple of free um, sessions to go and trial. So I will go, I will take Hendrick and see if they're doing any offers in the new year. But boy, oh boy ridiculous because actually if you do pay and use a pool so if you pay like five or six pounds to go and use a pool and you're going once a week that's almost one membership to Woodbury and then you get all of the fitness as well not that I would use that because I wouldn't I just want the damn pool I just want the pool so annoying so annoying you can't just take the pool um, anyway, so it probably isn't the place for us, but it is a warm pool. So maybe we'll go and I'll get to take her swimming at some point. Last thing, I have a lady coming to do a massage tomorrow at the house. 
I'm praying Hendrik doesn't get called for work because if he does, I will have to cancel. But I have my favouritest of favouritest of favouritest ladies coming to massage me tomorrow. I have, I'm, I don't tell many people this, but I'm actually a sports massage therapist as well. Um, I don't practice very often and, um, or I don't, I don't offer it as a service very often, but I have a really comfy massage bed, um, here. So she comes and I just put up my own bed and she massages me and it's amazing and she's so good. So if there are any mums out there and you're desperate for a massage and my shoulders are killing me, um, then do it. Get your husbands to babysit whilst you have a massage. One thing my yoga, prenatal yoga girls are doing next week actually are, and I, I might be able to make it, I'm not too sure yet, but they have a lady coming over to give half an hour treatment, so everyone's going to babysit the girl's baby who's having a treatment, if that makes sense. And, um, and she's going to do treatments, and you can have whatever you want, massage, manicure, pedicure, wax, it, just all beauty. So what a good idea. What a good idea. So if you um, need some pampering and you've got a group of girlfriends, you should totally find someone to do that. Um, and yeah, just get, get them to come to your house um, and spend a good few hours with you all and pamper, pamper you. Anyway, I, I know I said this podcast was going to end about five minutes ago, but now it really is going to end because I have now told you everything. <laughs> everything in my mind if I don't speak to you before Christmas have the most fantastic Christmas relax, enjoy, take some time for yourself pass your babies around um, if they can at that age I know my when I saw my friend Millie last night she said apparently the next leap they get separation anxiety and it's not so easy to pass them around so I'm going to take her advice and pass her around as much as I can <laughs> over Christmas and actually have some hands do some bits for me um, take a bath, maybe get another massage, go on maybe a walk by myself. Maybe not, actually. I do love walking with Amandine. Um, but yeah, she's being amazing. And thank you all for all of your support this year. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, the podcast has actually been going... Oh my God, has it? No, no, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. It has not been going a year. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to think. I thought it had been for a second then, but it hasn't. And not even close. Um, so yeah, thank you for your support this year. And if anyone is due over Christmas, best of luck. You'll be awesome. Um, I hope to have a bunch of new birth stories. If there are any of you who are listening to this and you would like to share your birth story, um, however positive, however negative it may be, birth stories are definitely the most popular and I would love to share your birth story. So if you want to come chat with me about your birth story, I would love that. Pop me an email at mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com. That's mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com or direct message me on Instagram. It's just Emma Jolin, which is Emma and then J-A-U-L-I-N. Also got some videos on YouTube, which you can check out. I am hoping to do some more of those. Um, just not quite sure how to go about doing that with a baby yet. But I will, I'll figure it out or it'll just be really messy and you can laugh at me. Have a wonderful Christmas everybody and a happy new year. Lots and lots of love. Bye.